0: Okay, I wanna talk about Gotham Knights for a second. This game has given me so much trauma, just mentally, uh, physically, I can feel myself deteriorating because of it. If you don't know what Gotham Knights is, it is a game developed by WB Montreal. WB Montreal are the developers who worked on Arkham Origins way back in, I believe 2012, I'll fact check it. I don't think it really matters. If I do or don't but I will Arkham origins release date 2013 I was close enough but yeah this game released in 2013 right WB Montreal released this game Batman Arkham origins that takes place in the continuity quote-unquote of the Arkham series developed by Rocksteady right Um, it was met with backlash because they made a choice in the game where they turned Black Mask, which happens to be one of my friend's favorite Batman villains, I think it is his favorite, like, villain, Black Mask, who's this really cool crime lord type character in the comics, um, he basically, they they turned him into the Joker, not, like, Roman Sionis, who's under the mask, does exist, but throughout the entire game, after maybe the first few missions, it's Joker who was under the mask and at the time this game was advertised as a game that didn't have the joker because the joker had been the main villain in the previous two batman games developed by rocksteady so they were like let's be different let's bring in this character black mask that everyone knows everyone loves and we'll give him the spotlight because also in arkham city we see black mask as like a little easter egg and he's being, like, like whacked with batons by guards and stuff. And then we never see him again. And it's said that he escaped, right? That was the last time we saw him until this game. Or I guess that was really the last time we saw him. Um, So that twist happened, right? It was met with a lot of criticism. And then throughout the whole game, it was kind of like they copied and pasted a lot of stuff. The map was Arkham City with, like, one extra island attached to it. And instead it it was just covered in snow this time, but it but it like somehow it felt more bland even though it was a game that came out after, which didn't make any sense in in the perspective. Like, how could they do that where Arkham City was this confined space and that was the whole point of the game. It was surrounded by a gate. We couldn't exit, right? So they use that whole map and they add one island and they call it Gotham, where Gotham in, in reality is like five or six islands, I believe. And then that's all we get we get a re uh retextured new weather environment of the same map it was pathetic right so basically this this game was met with so much criticism that they ghosted for years and they started developing new games because at the end of origins they teased a suicide squad game which we are getting but not the one they teased we're getting a different game from rocksteady instead of wb montreal right but they had all these games in development Suicide Squad there was a Batman game where Damian Wayne Bruce Wayne's son was under the cowl and that got canceled now keep in mind all these games being canceled this happened over years right they didn't announce their new game Gotham Knights which is the topic of this podcast until 2020 at DC fandom right so from 2013 when Origins was announced, and everyone was like, "Okay, not great, but when's the next game? When are we get? When are we gonna see you guys again?" Until twenty twenty, how many years is that? Seven years. They were dark, and throughout those seven years, YouTubers and you know a bunch of articles would come out and be like, "Here is WB Montreal's next big title. Here it is, finally. Here's the leak." And I think even some were thrown in that was like Batman v Superman there's a Justice League game coming, all these different titles were thrown out, I don't think those ones were real, but they, they were thrown out there, right, and then I think 2019 comes, and we get concept art for the Damian Wayne game, it shows Dick Grayson looking like the way Tim Drake did in the Arkham series, um, it shows a really cool version of Two-Face, which I actually really dig, and a few other characters, and Damian Wayne's Batman on like this bat cycle, and this futuristic type city. Um, a bunch of my friends were like, damn it, I wish we got this game. And, I, and part of me was like, cool, that would have been awesome. Batman was rocking a sword, you Could ride a bat bike, go around the different districts of Gotham, Dick Grayson's our mentor type character. And this all took place within the Arkham series um, after the death of Batman in Arkham Knight, right? So that was really cool, but obviously it was canceled we still don't know why any of these games were canceled i we assume it was dc being like no we don't really like that idea move on but also it could just be the incompetence of wb montreal this is empty um the incompetence of wb montreal which we'll get into with gotham knights because i am the i was the biggest advocate for this video game now i will say it was because i'm i'm Um, so bias. Nightwing is my favorite character of all time, and he is one of the main characters out of the four in this game that you could play as, so obviously part of me was like, I need this game to be good. I need this game to be the game that I play that, that brings Nightwing to the forefront of people's minds, that brings the Bat family to the forefront of people's minds, so I was definitely biased, and I was looking at all the positives I saw rather than seeing the glaring, glaring flaws. Now, again, this game isn't out yet. I could be speaking out of my ass at this point, but I wanna go over all the things we've seen and how they failed at marketing this game and really getting people on board with it. But before I do that, let me grab a water bottle because you need to stay hydrated. Um, The sponsor of this podcast is Unbrand Water. Mm. Unbrand Water. So, it's 2020. DC Fandom. This new event gets announced. Um, This event to replace Comic-Con for DC Comics. Comic-Con is completely virtual. Marvel has dropped out. Um, so DC has decided to follow in their footsteps, but Marvel has D23 they have Disney investor day DC doesn't have any of that WB never done this before so they create this event called DC Fandom That is it's all pre-recorded all these celebrities all these directors comic artists are standing on this big green screen That looks like it's from outer space well the the, the image they use looks like it's from outer space It all looks completely fake, fabricated. It looks really bad, quite honestly. But it's 2020. We get to this event. Me and my friends go on Discord. We're all sitting on our computer screens watching these events unfold. We get a bunch of announcements. We get Rocksteady's game announcement. We get, um, that is the Suicide Squad. We get The Batman 2, a trailer for it, which looked like the most amazing trailer of all time. But then... We get to wb montreal's panel where they finally announce also i forgot to preference the whole thing leading up to this which i'm I'm gonna dive into right now leading up to this event wb after years of being silent has been tweeting out these encrypted messages where they want us to feel like detectives right and a bunch of youtubers every day are posting videos they're like solving today's mystery about what wb montreal's next game is going to be and at the end of it it didn't tell us what the next game was going to be it showed us um a map that slightly resembled gotham city so we all just assumed it was a batman game but also we assumed it was a Batman game because at that point it was already pretty much confirmed because the court of owls were teased and that was pretty much it because the encoded messages were really stupid and none of it mattered so then we get to this day, and they announce Gotham Knights. We get a teaser trailer where we see Red Hood, we see Tim Drake, who everyone thought was Damian Wayne, Barbara Gordon, and Dick Grayson. Um, and then, after this all CGI trailer, something happens that we've never really seen before. When a game is first announced, you will always get a CGI trailer, and it says on the bottom, actual gameplay not featured In this trailer but right after they come back on screen and they say we have gameplay to show you so they show us gameplay on the same day we find out about this game they completely ignore Red Hood and Nightwing making me think that those characters weren't even close to being done at that point Um, we get mostly Batgirl and a little bit of Red Robin and it looks bad I was like I w- at the time I was being optimistic I was like oh she can backroll, ran across a car and hit someone with her as sticks for some reason that she has and it the frame rate was at like 20 fps and it looked so chunky but I, I gave it an excuse because it was pre-alpha and if you don't know what that is that's just like way early on in the game, like it's not even close to being done, it still isn't even close to being done, and this game comes out in October, and at the time, it was smooth enough, you know, this was two years ago at this point, it was smooth enough, so I was like, okay, by the time the game actually comes out, it'll look better, right, like it's gonna be better, this is pre-alpha, they showed us Mr. Freeze, they showed us Batgirl's moves, For some reason tim drake can teleport using the watchtower that's so cool i'm so excited to get my hands on this game i hope i get to see nightwing and red hood soon so fandom ends (sighs) and they go dark again after seven years of fans waiting and anticipating for this company that delivered An actually pretty good game in hindsight. After seven years of no game and looking back on it, people have come to like Arkham Origins. And I myself really like that game. I think it's fun. And the story is pretty compelling, despite the stupid twist, right? After all that time, they finally announce a game that doesn't have Batman. It's about his family, but they're not dependent on the character Bruce Wayne. And they go dark again for months for months and honestly if i'm being completely honest i don't think they gave us solid news until the next fandom in 2021 (laughs) and the worst part about that is that in 2021 we got less like we got less confirmation less footage for that game so 2020 first game gets announced in eight years seven years we get a cgi trailer and we get gameplay we get a bunch of q a questions answered i just said questions and answers questions Wh- whatever q a is answered and and the next year we they go silent for a whole year and the next year they we get a trailer that's two minutes long silent again completely dark dark okay okay terrible <laughs> And then we get to this year, 2022, where we just had comic, San Diego Comic-Con, where they showed up. I'll get to that. But in previous months beforehand, maybe once a month, we would get a gameplay trailer for this, for each character. The first one being Nightwing. So obviously I was super excited. Nightwing is my favorite character of all time. And part of the reason I'm getting this game is to just main that character. I would love to play just Nightwing the entire time. Free-Roam Gotham City as the character. Do parkour and buildings. So excited. We get to that gameplay trailer. And I still haven't played the game, obviously. None of us have. So I don't know if the gameplay is actually chunky, clunky. But the person they chose to play the game, to play the demo... Is really bad at the game. He would pause and not hit people, or he would do some flips off in the distance while enemies were punching him in the head. <laughs> so, my concern is he's either really bad at the game, or the gameplay is just really bad. So, people see that and they hate it. So, on my TikTok, I defend it. I say, This person's probably bad at the game, I'm sure it'll be fine. But I leave out one of the most important parts, which is traversal. As I said before, I was excited to see parkour. To run off buildings, jump, do flips as Nightwing and Free Gotham. And then all of a sudden I see a Fortnite glider. He jumps in the air. He throws this thing in the air and he holds on to a glider. And he flies around on, a, on a, pretty much a jetpack my heart broke it sank luckily they said a few weeks later that's not the only way of traversal you that's a superhero a hero traversal or something like that you can also parkour and you can ride the bad bike so I was like okay thank god I never have to use that Fortnite glider thank god I'm so happy A few weeks pass we get a red hood trailer where same thing happens we see gameplay We see them fighting, but right out the gate, we see him jumping on air. Green platforms spawning from his feet, presumably. They gave Red Hood superpowers, right? Now, he has had abilities in the comics before, very briefly, but he has. They took that and they ran with it, and they said the Lazarus Pit, which resurrected him. In this universe, it wasn't Superboy Prime punching the fabric of reality. It was the Lazarus Pit, like, retconned like in Under the Red Hood recently. They gave him special abilities from the Lazarus Pit. He didn't go insane. He got superpowers. (laughs) Also, he shoots non-lethal rounds in this game. It's not a huge deal, but it's Red Hood. I feel like I should be able to kill people, kill stupid enemies, but whatever. It doesn't matter. The basic thing is everyone complained because he can jump on air. And that is not something most people associate with red hood I definitely don't but I just accepted it and then there was so many people complaining about the character design for the character which I understand you know he looks like a meathead he's got short buzzed red hair he's got these crazy scars he's bulky a lot of people are just used to seeing the pretty boy red hood in in new 52 who like looks like Justin Bieber and Zac Efron had a baby I don't really care about the character design. He's going to be in a red helmet most of the time. You're barely going to see him. Um, and the ginger hair, he was originally a ginger in the comics. So there's being faithful in that way. He also has the the white streak. So it's pretty cool. I think it's fine. It, it's It differentiates itself when the other characters look pretty much exactly how they do in the comics. So after that backlash, people definitely lost faith. More so even after the Nightwing stuff. Because everyone was like... That's just combat, they could probably improve that before the game comes out, but this is an actual game mechanic that they seem happy about, that none of us like, so we're losing faith in the game. So, Comic-Con approaches, and they say, we're going to be at Comic-Con, get excited guys, we are going to be there, we're going to show you behind the scenes for the game, we're going to show you so much more, right? At least everyone thought so, because it's Comic-Con. You utilize this convention to advertise your game, to make people who haven't had faith in it suddenly have faith and get those pre-orders in, right? They don't do that. As I just said, for weeks leading up, they gave us gameplay trailers. They use Comic-Con to give us Batgirl's version of that. And that's it. They don't answer any more questions. They don't do anything they just give us a gameplay trailer for a character that we have already seen when they first announced the game we know what her gameplay looks like we know how she plays we know how she sounds we know what the character design is we don't need to see this again you utilized the biggest convention in the world San Diego Comic-Con is known for being where everything goes down you utilize this giant panel this time slot that you had To give us a gameplay trailer, in the same vein as the other two we got weeks prior, for a character we have already seen. Are you serious? Just like, how, how does WB Montreal's giant corporate brain work? This doesn't make any sense your game has not been advertised properly. I haven't even pre-ordered it And again, I have been your biggest fan your biggest advocate on why people should buy this game and I have yet to pre-order it Because you're losing faith in me um, So enough with the timeline I want to get into what they've promised with this game and what I think will happen and what I hope happens so with this game they have promised things like the nemesis system if you don't know what the nemesis system is it is a thing where you fight an enemy let's say mr. freeze you fight him you beat him next time you fight him he will be stronger and he will know what you did prior the AI will know what moves you used prior and he will be prepared for that he also might add henchmen to help him in his efforts he might add new traps that that uh, pertain to how you were playing prior again he just adapts and he beca- he kind of becomes like batman and the joker like you can make a villain your arch nemesis and you can have them adapt to you and be expecting what you do which is awesome they promise that they haven't showed it they haven't showed it off quite frankly actually they haven't showed any of their villains they showed mr freeze and they showed the court of owls that is it and then most recently, they said the Joker will not be appearing in the game, which I'm fine with. But show us what other villains are there. We know Anarchy is probably in it because we see his henchmen. Where is Anarchy though? Show us him. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Is that? That's just me throwing something out there for you guys, right? So not only have we not seen that, they also promised this very in-depth detective system, where at the end of every night of patrol you will go back to the Belfry, which is their version of um, the Batcave, which is also, the Belfry is in Detective Comics, they didn't make it up, but it is a version of the Batcave, pretty much. You go back there, and you basically go over all the evidence you collected that night, and you piece together new things to have new mission, new missions, whether that be side missions or story missions, for the next day. We have not seen that we haven't seen any of those mechanics we haven't seen if it's actually hands on like mini games of piecing things together or if you just bring it back there's a loading screen and then all of a sudden there's new missions haven't seen any of that there's also going to be a day and night cycle in the in the sense where you go back to the belfry and when you're going over the detective stuff it is going to be daylight outside and then once you decide to go back on patrol it'll be nighttime so that's that oh my god this this game gives me so much stress I just I I'm having such a hard time <laughs> um, but yeah we haven't seen any of that we haven't seen the detective stuff or the villains we also have not seen parkour yet they promised that that would be a way of getting around the city we haven't seen it and speaking of the city we haven't seen any of the districts they haven't given us an in-depth look at their version of Gotham we've gotten a few screenshots and it's like neon-ridden and it looks gross and grimy but we haven't seen like any streets or districts or they haven't highlighted anything and that's making me think that this map might be extremely bland extremely bland unfortunately in the, in, in the sense where you're not going to be able to go inside any buildings you're not going to be able to like climb up a fire escape if you wanted to I don't know why you would but there's like there's a lot of things that people like to do in these superhero games like I remember when I was younger and I'd get my hands on one of the Arkham games I'd like to role play you know I'd like to make up my own story specifically in Spider-Man games too it's the most fun when you do that and a lot of people still like to do that and I know on occasion I do too especially if like it's on PC and I can mod it and stuff but if you don't give us more in-depth things like interiors, or, you know, like, I don't even know, like, just people walking around, which they did promise, I will give them that, this city will be populated, luckily, but you can't make the city so bland, and just like, blocks of buildings, and expect people to be happy about that. Especially when it's not like a Spider-Man game where most of the attraction of the game is swinging around. You need to do something where these street-level heroes can have something to do, right? But, again, we haven't seen any of it. We don't know what the city is even going to be like when you explore it. We know there's going to be civilians, and they said... (coughs) They said that as you're riding your bat bike, they'll jump out of the way because over time they learned how to dodge (laughs) they they learned how to dodge vehicles (laughs) meaning in the beginning they didn't know so you definitely killed some people but that's just their reasoning for right now again another reason why their marketing sucks they don't have like any reason for anything really it's just unbelievable that a game coming out in october a few months just doesn't have a marketing department that is really pushing it like it doesn't have anything really it, it, it's so unfortunate that it, it's depending on people like me who barely even have a following at all to advertise like everyone on tiktok who i have talked like talked to about this game has said i had no idea any of this was happening. I had no idea this game was gonna have a nemesis system, or the fact that there's gonna be parkour, or the fact that you can play as one character the entire time, or switch whenever you'd like. I had no idea until you told me that. And the only reason I know that stuff is because when the game was first announced, I did a deep dive into every interview they had, every article, and I read up on it. So, I know that stuff, but they never publicly said it to any, like, credible news sites or anything like that and and by this time by the time the game comes out all the stuff I read when they first said it to people that could have changed the nemesis system might not even be in this game anymore they said it was but it might not be and we they need to communicate that with their fans that is the biggest problem they have they are not communicating with anyone and occasionally like, a tweet will pop up from WB Montreal, but it's not in news of the game, it's about hiring someone. So I'm just thinking, is this studio severely understaffed? Like, are they doing crunch right now, or is there going to be terrible articles coming out about this game after it releases? Is it going to be bug-ridden? Is it going to be absolutely atrocious? Is it going to be another Cyberpunk 2077? I have no idea. It very much could be. And I'm scared because, again, this game is going to be the gateway for a lot of people into Bat family members that aren't Batman, you know? A lot of people don't know about Tim Drake's Robin, or Nightwing, or Red Hood. I think Red Hood is probably, like, the most niche of that. Actually, no, he's gotten pretty popular because of, like, I don't know, Red Hood's pretty popular. Unfortunately, Nightwing might be the most niche of all those characters, Because even people I talk to now is like, who, who is that? Like, people who don't know much about comics, they're like, who is Nightwing? And when I tell them he's the first Robin grown up, they're like, oh, okay. But they don't actually know who he is. So he might be the most niche character, which is unfortunate because that's my favorite. And I want him to succeed because of this game. But again, if this game is bad, that's going to put a bad taste in people's mouth. And they're not going to want to associate with these characters anymore. And again, it's all speculative. We haven't played this game yet. I've just, I've started to become cynical when it comes to it because the studio hasn't cooperated with anyone. They haven't talked to anyone. They haven't marketed the game properly. They haven't shown us enough to really get us excited for it. So it's just unfortunate. And when it comes to the story, this is probably my biggest issue with this game right now. We don't really know what the story is about so the basic gist is the Court of Owls are there Bruce Wayne is dead and it's about these characters becoming the new saviors of Gotham right basic plot but we don't know what the driving force of everything is right like obviously you could say the driving force is that Bruce Wayne is dead and these characters need to become the new Batman but I feel like it's just too simple. It's just too, like... Also, I forgot to, to say, this game isn't connected to the Arkham games. Bruce Wayne is not the same Bruce Wayne. They're just both dead, and they both died in the same way of blowing up the manor and it crumbling on top of them. <laughs> so, um, I don't know why they didn't connect it I understand you probably want your own continuity but if you want your own continuity don't do the same thing that Arkham Knight did just move on create a new way for him to be dead or don't have him be dead at all just have him be off-world with with the Justice League or something right I guess the stakes would be a little lower if he was off-world and not dead but who we kidding he's not actually dead he's gonna be back at the end of the game and then it's gonna set up a sequel where you can play as Batman But, yeah, I don't know. They haven't gone too deep into the plot. They also haven't shown us any cutscenes. So, I don't, we don't. we're not sure what those are going to look like. Um, a big worry is that there's not going to be very in-depth story moments or cutscenes because of the way it's structured. Because you can choose different characters, and you can decide to play as these different characters whenever you'd like. You can main the game as just Nightwing or Red Hood or any of the, any of the four And you could play as them the whole time, or you can switch at any point. They did say there are specific missions that are specific to characters. Um, And obviously, at at those moments, you have to play as those characters. But otherwise, any other mission that isn't specific, you can play as whoever you want. So the big concern is that, like, there won't be many in-depth story moments because of that. It's just going to be, like, you are a person dressed as Nightwing who's just seeing the story happen... But it's not really happening to you. Which I understand and I that's my biggest worry. But I will say, I think recently an article came out that said, um they have been working on different cutscenes for whatever hero you you choose. So that would explain why this game has taken so long to be pumped out because they're basically working on four different cutscenes for every scenario where you choose that character. But again, I don't know if that's official. That could be something somebody said just to like be like, yeah, this, is, this makes sense as to why it's taking so long. That definitely makes sense. But again, they haven't officially said that. They have not been communicating with anyone. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm done talking about Gotham Knights. This game brings me so much stress and so much heartache because, again, I'm, I'm just so excited about it. I was it's so unfortunate to see something that you were hoping to be big and be great kind of like crumble and and see like the gameplay where it's at right now and and the graphical quality and see how like it doesn't even compare to a game that came out even like five years ago like it's so unfortunate like this game could have been so much more and you've had so long to work on it. And it just looks like some generic action game. It breaks my heart. Honestly, it does. So I recently started re-watching The Boys. Um, I just finished season 2 again. I had seen all the seasons as they were airing. Um, but it kind of just rekindled my love for this show. Like, it's absolutely fantastic with what they're doing with this, with this series. Especially since if you're not aware, the comic is really bad, <laughs> like, it's not good, um, there's basically no plot to the comic, there's no, there's no reason for the boys to be wanting to, to kill the soups. um, the whole, the whole subplot with Becca, and the mo- the driving, the driving motivation for Butcher in the first two seasons, it's not there, it doesn't exist, so, <laughs> They're basically just killing soups because they're effed up, right? Which I, I get. They're they're bad people. You want to kill them, but there's not really like a reason that the boys, like these people, are the ones to do it. I guess they're just there because those are the ones who they decided would do it. Um, Homelander is not as in depth. Like not nowhere close. He's literally just this evil guy like he doesn't have all the 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 quirks that Anthony Starr does as the character who's just absolutely fantastic in the role. Um he is so good. Dear god. Like it, it it's it's crazy to see him in season 1 because when you first get introduced to him he's faking to the team too. And, and you kind of forget once you're in season 2 and season 3 because he's just being himself. When he's around the team and when he's around the boys, but the only time he's acting like that all-american hero is when he's out in public. But in season one, for like the first few episodes, he's also using that persona with his team. Um, Obviously, people like Maeve know that that's not actually who he is, but I assumed like the characters like The Deep or A-Train are like, yeah, he's, that's Homelander, he's a nice guy, right? And I've, maybe he's just doing it because Starlight was new, and she he wanted to like trick her into like. I don't even know. He was just using the persona with the team, and it's weird to see him like in the first episode. Hey, I, that's great and all, but let's let's talk about the people we saved today. How about that? How about you, Translucent? Who did you save? Um, so it I just found it interesting, like the the dynamic of that and then as you slowly get through season one into season two he starts to let loose of that and he's like no I'm just gonna be myself I'm just gonna be Homelander when I'm not in the public because this is this is exhausting and it's really cool like Homelander is the best character in that show as much as I love Butcher and Huey it's like you go back to see what Homelander is gonna do next right? and I absolutely I think season 1 is still my favorite. Season 1, season 3 and season 2, but none of them are bad. Season 2 is a lot better than I remembered. Um I remember not liking it nearly as much as season 2 as season 1, but on the rewatch I do like it more than I thought. Um But yeah, season 1 is really good. I love it. It's still my favorite. I think my favorite part of it is seeing um, how they deal with Translucent. Like, the whole the whole subplot of, of Translucent being caught in the cage and then slowly trying to figure out how to kill him, eventually realizing that they just need to shove some C4 up his bum. Like, <laughs> like, it's so simple, but you wouldn't think about it, I guess. So I love that whole thing. And then seeing Huey, like, going through the pressure of trying to kill a soup, people that he's idolized his entire life is really cool. And then in season one, they introduced some cool characters like Stormfront and Lamplighter. Um, I will say I-, I was a little disappointed with how quickly they kill off some of these characters. Um, obviously Stormfront was around the entire season and I wasn't a huge fan of her character and the whole season was pretty much building to what happened to her. So I was like, that's pretty cool. I'm glad they did that. But with Lamplighter, I thought it would have been really, really cool to see a soup transition and and be so upset with what he did when he was a part of bot and and the way he treated people and the actions he had to do when he killed those children <laughs> um heavy subject matter when when that happened that he transitions to being on the team on the boys and killing the people that kind of forced him to be that way. I thought that would have been so cool, and I also love that actor, um, from the X-Men movies, um, I recently found out he was a twin, that blew my mind, I had no idea, but that's besides the point, but then he, he kills himself, you know, in, like, the second to last episode, he offs himself, and I was so disappointed, like, I... I just think it would have been really cool to have him there and then I think about what his like whole dynamic would have been with soldier boy in season three and I think like so they would have had two soups but then soldier boy would have eventually left the team and and maybe they would have fought or maybe homelander would have killed lamp Lighter then or soldier boy would have um it just seems like it would be it would have been a lot better if they kept that character around and again the way he died Eh, it was fine he sets himself on fire like cool but why he entered he entered Vought Tower right he saw the 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 statue of the team he wasn't on it anymore and then he got all upset and he killed himself and I, I get that they set it up earlier in that that episode where he was like do you would do you would be doing me a favor if you shot me in the face right now but it's like Keep him around. It would have been a lot better if he learned to appreciate life and realize that he can do some good by helping them stop the soups, rather than just being like, screw it, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave this earth now. But the show is cynical, so I get why they did it. <laughs> Moving on into season three, though. Soldier Boy is the best addition, the best thing to happen to the boys since season one. I absolutely loved Jensen Ackles in, in this show. It's the first series I ever saw him in because I haven't seen Supernatural, which I'm gonna start soon just because of this, and and it looks like a fun time. I always thought that show was gonna be like a Riverdale type show, but from what I've seen, like clips on, on TikTok and stuff, it looks really fun. So. I'm definitely going to check it out soon, there's a spider on my mic, okay, <laughs> but he is so good, and I'm so grateful spoilers for season three, I guess spoilers for the entire series, I am so sorry, I will put, I will try to remember to put something saying spoilers, but it's been out for a while now, so keep up, um, I'm so grateful that they didn't kill him at the end. Of the series because if they did that would have been incredibly disappointing it would have been heartbreaking to see that character go because they set up that he is Homelander's father and he hates Homelander he thinks that he is a wuss I'm not gonna say the other word but he thinks that he's a wuss and <laughs> I'm just so excited to see them face off again I, I hope they don't keep him on ice for too long um, quite honestly, I would love a spin-off for 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 Soldier Boy where we just see him hunting soups from his past. Like, I get he killed most of them already, but like you can pull some strings, you can add some more or maybe like no, you know what? He can you can make him a contract killer for soups or something, like unice ice him like the Winter Soldier and be like, "Hey, we'll we'll lets you roam free if you kill all of these soups, and then we just follow him on that journey I would love to see that um but they're working on the college spinoff right now so I doubt that will happen but just bring him back in future seasons please preferably next season like let's see what happens with that character he is so unbelievably good in the show um but yeah the boys is fantastic honestly Amazon Prime is the place for superhero content they have two shows and that's it but both shows are the gold standard right now um invincible is animated but it's absolutely fantastic i have i have the first compendium right here and it's really good and i i haven't finished it yet but from what i've read uh you know there was that whole thing going around when the first season ended um where season one ends right here for audio listeners it's like maybe i think this book has a thousand pages i say season one ends at page 100 yeah it ends around page 100 but there are some key differences like within the series um it's not all it's not a complete um adaptation but it's pretty close like in the series omni-man um shows his true colors in the first episode whereas in the comic it happens a few issues in where it's like it's trying to keep everything ambiguous um but honestly i think i kind of prefer the tv show in the way it does it i think it's more like suspenseful when we know he's a villain and we're slowly seeing everyone discover that he has like like ill intentions it's really cool it's really if you haven't checked out invincible i i definitely suggest you do it's just like again amazon prime has the gold standard of tv it's insane how much content they can pump out and keep it fantastic obviously they're using adaptations but they're improving upon them like again the boys the comics are absolutely terrible they are frowned upon they are just like grotesque just to be grotesque but the show Gives the sh- like gives all of these grotesque things a reason to happen and a plot, making it so much better. And I we can't credit Amazon for that because it's Amazon, but we can credit the showrunners. So like Seth Rogen, doing a fantastic job. I always forget Seth Rogen is even a part of the show. He I think he's producing it. Um, but he shows up in season two like twice, or I think it might be season one and two. I'm not completely sure. Yeah. Amazon Prime is the home of good superhero TV right now. So, watch those shows if you haven't. And I apologize for spoiling pretty much everything. I'm really sorry about that. I, d- I didn't mean to do it. Um, before I end this, I kind of want to talk a little bit about what's going on. I kind of just entered this first episode without saying anything, this is the Good For Nothing podcast. It's my personal podcast. I also have another podcast, another channel, a group channel with my friends called This Is Not Art. I absolutely love that channel. Um we do that together. Um we just put out a podcast actually about Comic Con and stuff. So check that out if you would like to. Uh a few days ago it was put out. Um I also have a personal channel uh called Brandon Michael I will link that below everything will be linked below so definitely check that out if you're listening to this on Spotify if I somehow figured out how to put this on there there's no links below because I don't think you can do that so just type in the names that I'm saying and then go from there I think that's the best option for you But yeah, I have all these different things going in, and then most of you who are listening to this probably found me on TikTok, which is a platform that I'm really focusing on right now, and I really have a lot of fun on. But um, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's watching this, who's listening to this, who got this far into this. Um, You have been supporting me for a while, and it means a lot for sure. This is going to be pretty fun. I'm thinking any future episodes... I kind of just wanted to sit here and talk about my thoughts on, you know, Gotham Knights and a few other things. But for future episodes, I'm going to try to watch a movie and then come on here after and just discuss it. Um, I might have the occasional guest and see how that goes. Um, if I finish a video game, I'll, I'll make an episode about that. I just want it to be kind of chill where I sit here and I, I chat for a little bit and just kind of get everything that I've been thinking about with all this geek stuff off my brain well, talking to myself, pretty much, um, but it's a good time talking to yourself, I gotta say, it is kind of hard to keep this up for as long as you need to for it to be technically considered a podcast, but, you know, I'm, I'm working through it, it's fine, um, and I'll get better as time goes on, but this was a fun time, I'm really happy with this, and I'm happy with the little logo put together i think it looks really good so let me know what you guys think about that for sure and yeah thank you guys for listening to the first episode let me know if you guys enjoyed it give me some feedback rate rate this if you're listening and watching on youtube like and comment and just let me know that you guys want more um i'm definitely gonna keep this up as much as i possibly can i want to do it at least once a week but i don't know if that's really realistic for me right now but we'll see For sure. But yeah. I guess I'll see you guys later.